at it again here in the second line studio. I'm your host, Zach Ferry. Joining me today, riding solo, but uh, joining me on the show is our good buddy, Mr. Greg Jones from LB's Meat Market. Greg, good afternoon. How are we doing? Good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Doing great, man. Good to be back on the show. I know. it's. Uh, I think it was almost damn near eight months ago when when we had uh, you and, and we had Tommy Joe on. We talked a bunch of grilling. We talked some, some race car driving, rubbing, all the good stuff. Um, yeah. Rubbing both ways. Rubbing is racing and rubbing some meat. So it was a... Yeah. It was a good time, but uh, we're back here. Um, so we're gonna get talk. We're, we're, we're gonna get to the shop. We're gonna talk about what all kind of uh, fancy meat that that I can't pronounce. And uh, I've had people blow me up asking um, if you've got this, if you've got that. Um, but we are at the halfway point. Or I guess we're we're, we're I guess we're uh, a little bit past the halfway point, but we're at a bye week. Um, I want to get your thoughts on uh, how you feel. Uh, Lane Kiffin and the football program has done so far, um, sitting at two and four on the season, coming off a pretty dominating performance against Vandy in Nashville. Um, back at Vaught Hemingway next Saturday against South Carolina, night game finally. But um, I would say, in my opinion, before I throw it to you, outside of the Arkansas loss, this is pretty much exactly where I thought this team would be. Is is it, it kind of what you expected, or did you uh, do you think? there would be a, a different result at this point no i mean i think i mean i think we're spot on with with it um you know it's just uh, um sometimes whenever you're you know uh competing against the referees too it just you know it doesn't come out on on your side of, of the of the ball but you know a couple calls here a couple calls there you know uh the, the record might be different but you know you just got to throw um you know chalk those up and throw those away and move forward with the next game and i think the, the guys have done real well with it and uh I mean, I think the program's going in a really good direction right now. So it's something that we've been keeping track of, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I was talking to some of the guys about it yesterday. Um, we're keeping uh, on the on the website at redcuprebellion.com. It's uh, our road to history piece that our good buddy One Man to Beat has been doing all season. Elijah Moore has just been on an absolute tear uh, in Lane Kiffin and Jeff Levy's new offense. And uh, the, the question popped up yesterday. Um, where would you rank him all time at Ole Miss as far as receivers? Man, I mean, you know, uh, we've had a lot of really good receivers and we've had a lot of really good recent receivers. Um, you know, you've got to put him for sure in the top three, if not the top two. Uh, he, he's a different type of receiver. He's a um, mm-hmm. he's a very versatile receiver. He can play in the slot and uh, uh, just totally different from DK and and um, AJ. I mean, uh, but and Treadwell, you know, Treadwell and, and that they're you know they're the big frame, you know the the go you know the go get it kind of um uh receiver uh who you know but whenever they get in the open field they can you know make plays uh just you know um i i think he's i think he's great i, I mean i uh with uh talking about the program you know uh it's it, it's good that you know i know that people are you know kind of uh you know uh, on the defensive back and how how bad our defense is well i mean we, you know uh lane lane balled into you know the whole system that you know he's going to work with what he got and what uh what matt luke recruited and i think he did a really good job with that with uh you know tying up those ends uh with those recruits and you know he's going to get his recruits that you know he wants uh, i know everybody you know wants him to get the five star this guy and for you know that's this guy you know the linebacker from California or the that sort of thing but that'll eventually come but you know he's got a, uh, I'm, you know he's uh, I just I'm, I'm really excited that you know we're working with what we got and we're just improving every game that goes by because you can definitely tell improvements you know minus the Arkansas game I mean I just think Arkansas has our number um, just you know like I said throw that uh, game away and move forward with the next game but I think the club the program's doing really well with everything but yeah Elijah Moore uh, definitely going to be in the top two if not you know for sure if not one of the best um just you know just a totally different receiver yeah i think yesterday i landed on um in my opinion aj brown i think is the runaway number one guy uh just can do it all versatile played everywhere played the outside played the slot 
holds the single season receiving uh, receptions record, I should say, that Elijah Moore is chasing right now. And <laughs> Greg, right now, he's on pace to break it in just 10 games against, yeah, ag- against all SEC competition, which is insane. Um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd go. That's real strong. Yeah, I, my top five, I'd go AJ, Moncrief, Elijah Moore, Laquan, and uh, DK. And it's kind of crazy that Laquan and DK both make my top five. Um, and now you could make an argument that, you know, DK didn't have enough of the statistics, but I think when he was absolutely healthy, uh, he was an absolute problem for defenses. And that's another thing that's just crazy. Imagine if, if, if DK had, had, you know, avoided the neck injury, avoided the, the foot injury. Imagine what he would have potentially done at Ole Miss, and that's just crazy to think about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Elijah's definitely in the top five. Just like you said, he's versatile. He does it all. I mean, Kiffin and Levy have used him in so many different ways this season. It's made it so fun. They've gotten him the football as much as possible. But um, that's a pretty solid top five. And then I think right outside the top five, I'd probably go Shea Hodge and Vince Sanders right there knocking on the door for top five. Um, and that's it's a pretty stout list right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, um, I just – I feel like, uh, you know, offenses are different. I mean, I think Mike Wallace would be, um, uh, you know, to creep in there with that top five. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a standout receiver just for fence. You know, Houston Nutt ran the um, quarterback behind the center, the eye back, you know, they, they a lot of play action and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I think somebody like Mike Wallace uh, in, in a Jeff Libby offense would, 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 be, a, would be a terror, you know. Uh, but yes, uh, you can't go wrong with any of those seven that you just named out. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit old, on the older side, but I think Grant Hurd would probably uh, would crack in there also. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Peterson would be a, a good one, and so yeah. uh, Doug Flowers. Chris you know? Chris, Chris uh, Collins is another one too. Yeah, I mean, there's there's I mean, you can you, you can name them off, but there are you know five super elite you know receivers uh, that have been through the uh, through the town of Oxford in the last you know 15 to 20 years and uh, it's just a credit you know but I, you know I just feel like with uh, Libby's offense that you know it's just been the perfect situation for a player like Elijah Moore and you know and another thing you look at is uh, you know Kenny uh, Yabo- uh, Yabo- what is it how you say it Yaboa Yaboa, I think Kenny Yaboa has uh, been, you know, one of the most beneficiary to the offense. Um, you know, he went for, came from a Temple offense that, you know, is very standard, and you know, uh, but he is going to be uh, his stock is steadily uh, rising. And I think he's going to be, you know, a, a top, you know, three if not top um, um, tight end draft pick, you know, for mm-hmm. for the upcoming draft. Um, but it's just, you know, uh, everybody runs different offenses, uh, but I think, I mean, you. It's a, it's a joy to watch the Libby and Kiffin offense because, um, you know, it, uh, it, it works uh, and it's, it's fun to watch. But, you know, I just I'm a big believer that every regardless of what if you run the air raid or spread or whatever, I honestly feel like you should have a goal line package that, you know, too tight or whatever. And, you know, you line it up and you can get one yard if it's a fourth and one situation. I'm just not a big fan of, you know, fourth and one, you know, getting in the back, you know, snapping it back th- two to three yards. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel about, you know, certain situations. But, you know, I, I, we let Lane, you know, uh, coach, the, coach the team and we just sit back and, and watch and enjoy. But that's just, you know, me yeah. being an armchair coach. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, – it I, I know they've got know? a quarterback sneak in that, in that playbook somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But it's it's for frustrating and you know and I think that's what happened in the Arkansas game you know you go down there and you get stopped the first time and you know, it's almost like putting a mental block or something in your head you're like oh man we can't we can't get by these guys so it is what it is and you know I'm all for you know not you know going for it on fourth and not kicking field goals but you know there's certain times that you know it's almost that you have to kick the field goal I mean I'm not trying to bring up other situations but I think that first drive <laughs> against Florida we go down there and you know, kick the field goal uh, instead of going for it. You know, just put points on the board. That's your first drive of the season. You know, just get you know some confidence under your belt. But it is what it is, and I, I'm not going to sit here and you know and um, 
you know, uh, crucial, you know, meta, you know, put his mistakes out there. But it is what it is. But yeah, I'm excited about the program, and um, you know, uh, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be exciting times. I mean, I'm just, you know, I don't feel bad for Mississippi State. You know, they definitely met, did the wrong hire. It is what it is. You can't, you know, if the, if your older brother, you know, gets something nice, you can't get butt hurt and go get something that's just as nice. You know, you gotta <laughs> stick with what you got. I guess that's right. Um, I'll say this, and look, Lane Kiffin has said as much, which I appreciate as a fan and just a, a just a observer of college football and, and coaching in general. But you know, he said it on the season. He said it in press conferences. He said it in interviews that they've got to put results up. They've got to get wins. Um, you know, getting close in games. Um, you know, he kind of said it after the Alabama game where Ole Miss was toe to toe tied in the fourth quarter with uh the you know i think the number one team in the country um but he was very adamant that hey look we, we gotta we gotta win we this almost there this this oh we're so close it is not good enough um but let me ask you this it, it it's is it not refreshing in you know year one or if you want to call it quote unquote year zero that despite the bad game that Matt Corral had in Fayetteville. They still had the ball with a chance to win. And then the same thing against Auburn. Um, now, Corral didn't play poorly, but it was just a different game. I think they changed the offense. They made some adjustments. They ran the ball more. And despite the missed call and that botched uh, the muffed kickoff, um, they were still in it with a chance to to win the game at the end. As a, as a fan that had to endure three years of Matt Luke and just kind of, you know, never being remotely close in a game or just trying to eke out moral victories is it refreshing to see the head coach talk like that and to not be um content with just being close yeah i mean that's why i mean that's why you hired a guy like that you know just to raise your standards i mean don't get me wrong uh, matt luke seemed like a real real nice guy and you know i know he loved Ole miss a lot and you know but you know, that doesn't cut it for some fans, you know, like, I, you know, for me, um, it, it's, it's wins and losses. Like Lane was saying, like coach Giffen was saying, like we, uh, you know, people aren't going to be coming to town, you know, to hang out in the Grove and watch us on the football field. If we're just, just, uh, you know, uh, we're almost there. I mean, you know, you want to see a product on the field that a winning product and, you know, this is year one. I mean, he's playing with Matt Luke's players. I mean, this is mm-hmm. nothing, you know, this is, uh, this is, nothing this is you know and I, I get that there's Ole Miss fans out there that you know think that Lane Kiffin has a magic wand and he can just you know uh, wave his magic wand and you know we're con- you know beating Alabama again and contending for West you know championships and SEC championships and national championships but I mean you just got to trust the process um you know he um I, like I said I think he did a wonderful job with you know tying up those loot recruits you know because you know that was the first thing that um you know everybody was worried about we're like oh we're gonna lose all these recruits you know because you know he's gonna not want them well he, he didn't do that you know so um so i you know i give the guy a lot of credit you know i i trust i trust him he's a very marketable guy um you know i've seen yeah. him on jim rome i've seen him on you know the dan patrick show you know, I mean, I, I, that's what you hire him for, you know, to get under people's uh, skin, you know, to send out a tweet that, you know, somebody might not like, but everybody else like. I mean, it's, he's almost kind of like the Marshall Henderson of, of the of the <laughs> coaching thing. You know, you, 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 that's a, you that's hate a great to play comparison. Him. You know, you hate to play against him, but you want him on your team. You know, same thing with Jake Mangum. I mean, you know, trying to, you know, I hated whenever he go because he all, you know, he beat us to death you know but um you know it, it that's just you know how that is but uh it's uh kiffin's done a really wonderful job with the whole deal and you know it's just like a breath of fresh air and uh for me uh personally it is i mean you know i was down in the dumpster so bad that you know uh i almost 
almost, you know, felt like, you know, uh, giving up on LBs and the whole deal. But, you know, um, it, it's amazing what a new hire and a breath of fresh air will do to you. So um, it's uh, – but, yes, uh, i got to give Lane a lot of credit because he uh, he's done a wonderful job with the situation and handled everything properly, you know. We're playing an all-SEC, you know, schedule. You know, there's some guys on that team that need reps outside of SEC, you know, teams. Yeah. So we don't, we don't have that this year. So, I mean, you know, uh, we're as long as, you know, like I said, you, you were saying, being competitive. And it's hard to, you know, be real competitive. And we come in, you know, on the uh, losing side against Auburn and, you know, the losing side against uh, Arkansas. But, you know, that's going to happen, you know. Um, not everybody's going to put those uh, that that type of points on that Alabama defense, and uh, you know, we it, regardless if we were stealing signals or whatever they want to call it or whatnot, <laughs> but you know, our offense looked top notch against a, a yeah. really good, you know, the number one team in the country, and uh, you know, we looked good against Florida. We just you know had a couple bad breaks, you know, that mm-hmm. there was a pass interference that uh, that they called that was not a pass interference, and that was on a third down, you know, so. You you kick the field goal there and you know we're 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 only down you know 10 points instead of 14 so um yeah. it is it is frustrating whenever um you know uh, you're competitive on games but you come in on the short end of the stick but it is refreshing to you know to literally be at the game at the fourth quarter with five minutes to go with you know down by five or four points with the ball you know and we just got to score to win the game so um you know that's that's definitely uh that's definitely one one of the positives that's come out of this and you know i really wish that you know um you know i totally get the whole whenever lane's like you know we got to win ball games we're not here to cover spreads we want to win ball games and i agree with him but you know it's a it's a process that's going to eventually come uh and it, we're going to reap the benefits eventually uh in the next year i would think yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, to follow up on what you said there, that was a great point. I thought the Florida and the Alabama games were two pretty indicative uh, examples of where this roster is. Because I thought in the Florida game, I thought Ole Miss played well. The, you know, the pass interference that, that, you, that you referenced was a terrible call and, and all that. But I will say that game was just kind of a, an example of, like, they just were missing – probably three or four SEC dudes on defense because no matter what they did, whether they doubled him, bracketed him, zone, man, Kyle Pitts was just an absolute menace, and they couldn't cover him. And I think, you know, you give them a couple of recruiting cycles, they're going to find some players that can cover guys like that. Um, and in the Bama game, you were going toe-to-toe with them, scoring at will against an Alabama defense that is not – the typical shutdown Bama defense, but it's still full of blue chip players. And I think they just ran out of gas. And I think after a while, Steve Sarkeesian and Nick Saban were like, all right, just give the ball to Najee Harris and let's just run the clock out. And Ole Miss just kind of ran out of, you know, ran out of steam on defense. They couldn't stop the run and Najee Harris just wore them down. And I think those two types of games, maybe you win them in a couple years when you have those types of players in the, uh, in the two deep. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that I mentioned the Arkansas and Auburn games where you still had a shot to win, where one, you played terrible on offense, and then the other, you had a bad call, bad call that, you know, went against you. You're still in contention to win the football game, and that's all you can really ask for in, in year one coming off of, I think it was, I think it might have been 15 and 21. Three years, three year tenure with Matt Luke, but um, but last thing here before we hit our break, and then on the other side we're gonna we're gonna talk some 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 meat, and this is a good segue into that because it kind of ties in. As a small business owner in Oxford, I mean, what has the Lane Kiffin hire meant for you and for the shop? Um, you know, uh, it's it's actually been everything. It, it really has. I uh, and I, I, you know, I shared with you after that Mississippi State game. I was just like, man, I don't know if I can, you know, pe- keep putting my time and my effort into it to where you know people don't want to come. And you know, um, you know, every business in Oxford makes their money during football season. There's people coming from Texas. There's people coming from Georgia. There's people coming from Tennessee. You know, strictly to come hang out in the Grove. Uh, they've got condos 
those here. And, uh, you know, they, they come because Oxford's a good time. And, you know, the last two years with the Luke tenure, you know, uh, just I, I did not blame uh, one Ole Miss fan for not wanting to come to Oxford. I mean, I know Oxford uh, is a very uh, attractive place, you know, as far as the Grove and the Square and everything like that. But, you know, it's just uh, really hard to, you know, spend time and drive up to Oxford when the football team's getting their brains beat out at halftime. You know, um, it, there's only so many parties you can win. Um, so, but yes, uh, it's 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 been incredible it's uh it's actually kind of been life-changing we've uh you know the, we started out with the lane train special and um you know really took off with that we, we've always had that special but you know i never called it the lane train special and you know so uh you know it's just like you like i was saying you know lane's mark he's a marketable guy um you know with the t-shirt with the penny you know in lane we trust i mean that's that's just so that's just uh how the guy, the guy is and you got to take advantage of it and uh you know he's come in the store i haven't been uh he's come in the store once and uh i wasn't working at the time but you know i um you know honestly you know would like to just give the guy a hug you know just you know because of uh of what he's done you know for me and my business and the town of oxford uh, he's just you know really kind of uh refreshed us all and uh you know so we've got our wins back in the sale and uh we're moving forward again it's just uh this whole covid deal is kind of weird and strange and you know it is what it is but you know just everybody you just got to stay positive on this whole situation you know where uh if you you know wake up and appreciate everything you you have in the morning then you're in a good spot you know but if you don't you know just change it it's you know it is what it is but you know it's just a weird world we live in but you know just staying positive and appreciating everything that you've worked for is um is something that um i've come into um uh, come into uh, mind with All right, like I said, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk some meat on the other side. We're gonna take a quick break here from the sponsors, and uh, when we come back, we'll have more with Greg Jones of LB's Meat Market. So hang tight. It's Zach again podcast rebellion to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show if you like new orleans inspired cuisine go see kelly english and the good folks in memphis at second line or restaurant iris for some fantastic food and cocktails you can also travel down to the coast to magnolia house in biloxi at harris gulf coast blackjack crap slots southern cooking cocktails what's not to like all three fantastic establishments Part of the Kelly English Restaurant Group. Good food, good people, good cocktails. It can't be beat. That's Second Line, Restaurant Hours in Memphis, and Magnolia House in Biloxi. Speaking of good food, if you're in Oxford, go see Greg and the good folks at LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year's podcast, on University Avenue, across from Kroger. Celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with Greg and the rest of the folks there. And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. Speaking of Oxford, if you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight-minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain-to-glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, go there, get a tour, do a tasting, or you could do both. Inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event, maybe a anniversary, a wedding reception, a rehearsal dinner, something the place is amazing. That's Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery in Taylor, Mississippi. And be sure to follow them on Instagram for all their latest updates and uh, comings and goings there at Wonderbird. Speaking of libations, if you're in Memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year, Old Dominic on South Front Street is your place to go. 
Just like Wonderbird, you can go there for a tasting, for a tour, or both. And be sure to check out their rooftop bar, which is super awesome. has some great views of downtown Memphis, of the Mississippi River. Uh, you can try their healing station, High Rye Bourbon, the Memphis Toddy, the Memphis Vodka, or the new Honey Bell Vodka. You can get it all there or at your local package store. So celebrate with that healing station bourbon, a very small batch High Rye Bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, and just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866. You can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old-fashioned. It's got a mash bill of 52% corn, 44% rye, and 4% malt. Healing Station stands alone in its category of high rye bourbons. So you could do that or you can enjoy a quick taste of Memphis Toddy before the game this weekend, and then you can wind down with that Healing Station afterwards. So, like we always say, ask your pa- ask, ask your package store where you can find Healing Station by Old Dominic. And, as always, OD encourages you to share a sip responsibly. And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, and inquire about financing all online. If you want to do it a little old school, maybe uh, conversate via telephone, you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new Ford today. back here on podcast rebellion with our good buddy greg jones all right greg so the folks are probably itching to hear your thoughts and to hear what you've got on the menu right now so we'll just kick it off i i know the wagyu is like the the big thing and and some of the instagrams you posted some of the pics you've sent me uh i I just absolutely hate not being driving distance to come snag some i know i'm gonna come get some uh, egg bowl week i'll be in town i'm gonna swing by and and, and try to fill up at least a full cooler of, uh, of some good stuff. But what's what are the hot items right now? Um, I, I don't know about, but I, I'm sure you do it year-round because that's just what you do. Uh, I actually love grilling in the fall and in the winter. I know it's for some people, depending on your location, it might not be feasible if it's way too cold. But uh, I mean, hell, you're you're lighting something on fire and you're standing next to it. So there you go. But what's uh, what's what's on your grill right now, and uh, what's in the shop that uh, the folks need to know about? Well, uh, man, we've got a lot going on. Uh, we always get the fresh fish on Mondays and Thursdays. So uh, we've had a lot of people uh, coming in and getting fresh fish on Thursdays. Uh, as far as beef. Uh, you know, I never thought that uh, that Wagyu would sell, but, you know, I, I took a chance on it and uh, trimmed one out. And it's almost, it's the Japanese A5. Um, it's pretty, it's literally, I got a certificate, like a piece of paper with the with the cow's nose print, like his whole, <laughs> it, it was pretty wild. I mean, it's this, pretty serious. This cut and, comes and, with uh, bona fides. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, that, and so I, I, it's almost like cutting into a really solid stick of butter. Um, I mean, it's just so marbled out. And, you know, I've had some customers, you know, ask me to get um, a strip loin or a ribeye or a uh, fillet, uh, you know, beef tenderloin. And, um, you know, that, that's just not in the business plan. I just, uh, I can't drop two grand on a 13 pound strip one. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, just not in the, you know, I just never thought that, you know, but, uh, I, I, I what I get is just the, the, it's a chuck roast and I trim the, uh, the Denver steak out, which, uh, I don't know if you've had the Denver steak before, but it's a really nice cut. It's actually one of my favorite cuts, uh, on the, uh, on the cow. Um, but what I usually do is I just trim all the fat off and I cut, cut it into strips. And so basically it's almost kind of like that Korean barbecue setup to where you just put it on the heat each side for a couple of minutes. But, um, it's basically like, uh, putting a, an eight, about a pound of chocolate on a piece of plate 
cutting it and eating it. It's just really, really rich. And, uh, you know, you're not going to sit there and eat a 16 ounce piece. I'll say that much. I mean, it's almost, it's almost like sushi, but beef. So, um, that's been real popular right now. Um, so we're going to get some more, uh, more of that tomorrow. Um, you know, those, uh, ribeye, those prime ribeyes and prime strips and the lane train special, those are, those are always solids. Um, we, you know, my mom's got plenty of, uh, stuffed mushrooms. She's got the, uh, spinach and cheese mushroom, the crab and cornbread mushroom. And then we also do the, uh, ribeye sausage and cream cheese, which is, uh, man, it's almost like ice cream. It's, uh, it's really, really good. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're just trying to keep, uh, keep it, you know, basic up there. We're just, uh, the store's actually doing really well. I mean, it's actually been kind of overwhelming, um, you know, since this whole COVID broke, I've, you know, was kind of nervous about the store and, you know, where, where I was going to end up landing, you know, that week, uh, week after the COVID hit, you know, they, um, canceled the baseball we were feeding lsu um you know friday saturday and sunday so um we're actually feeding the baseball team for the first time um this year today uh we fed the softball team last saturday so um i know they've got protocols to where it has to like food has to be in a box it has to be you know particular things so you know it's just weird times but we're uh we're we're moving forward but yeah i mean uh everything's going great with the store um gonna have uh like i said fresh fish uh plenty of beef and uh everything stocked up for the weekend so um you know but yeah just uh i think a lot of kids have gone back home um since you don't have to go to class or you know you really didn't have to go to class anyway but um you know i think a lot of kids went back home so it's a it's pretty light around town, so it should be a light weekend, but we're stocked up, ready to go for sure. So you you talked about the A5 and, and how good that is. Is that something uh, – now, I want to know what, what you've got on your grill at home. Um, now, I'm sure you've done it at home just because of how good you said it was. You, that is something that I'm sure you had to uh, – you had to, to do a taste test. Yeah, yourself. I mean, you know, uh, everything at LB's goes on my grill, so it's hard to it's hard yeah. to break it down on what particular things going on my grill. But the last things that've been going on my grill, we've been doing some beef short ribs. We've been smoking some beef short ribs, which it's about like a little four inch short rib cut. Man, they're so awesome. I mean, it's uh, you you definitely need to get one of that. Uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, tri tips, a lot of picanhas you know, exclusive cuts that you can't get at Kroger and Walmart. You know, that's what I've been carrying. Uh, Neil, Neil's been coming in and getting some uh, flank steak. I know he's been putting it in the sous vide and then throwing it on the grill for a couple of minutes. Um, I'll, I'm getting a cut that's called the uh, the ribeye cap, which is called the spinalis. Um, it's the, you know, the outer end piece of the ribeye. Man, that is unbelievable. That's one of my, one of my favorite cuts also. So, um, but yeah, that, uh, that, that Japanese a five, it's pretty serious. I, I, I'll cut you a piece into where all you got to do is literally, you know, just cook it two or three minutes on each side and then put it on a plate and just slice it. And it just, you take one or two bites and you, you find, and it just disappears and you're like, wait, what am I just eating, you know, a piece of meat, but it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty rich. It's really good though. I know the fresh fish comes in every thursday is there a go-to fish for you or is it just kind of you'll just kind yeah of take i mean whatever. there's so many good options out there you know we get mostly you know golf fish that people are already familiar with snapper grouper redfish mahi amberjack uh, salmon uh, is wild caught from the atlantic so uh, as far as my go-to i i, I like grouper uh, i usually get Two different types of grouper. I get a, I get a, a snowy grouper, which is going to be a brown grouper. It's going to be a little bit closer to this uh, to the sea, and then I get that black grouper, which is a deeper water grouper, and it's a little bit larger fish. And it's almost it's the basically the Cadillac of the groupers uh, grouper family. It's really really awesome. But you know, I uh, 
that salmon, you can't go wrong with that salmon that we get. And, uh, you know, the fish is, you know, one of the, one of the perks of, uh, you know, LBs is you can come in and get a, you know, a fresh cut of fish every Thursday and that's never been frozen or stepped on or whatnot. So, uh, a lot of our customers have been taking advantage of that, but I recommend the grouper that redfish is a really nice piece. Um, with that red snapper is, is really nice, but, uh, if you're, if you're going to ask me something, if I'm going to put on there, it's either the grouper or take a big old piece of tuna and put it on each on the grill for like one minute on each side and let it rest. Uh, get some real nice fresh tuna in the other day. You mentioned feeding the baseball team before the season was canceled. Now I know you, you probably don't feed the entire football team because it's 85 scholarship players and then some, but as far as uh, the coaching staff, I'm sure the coaching staff makes their way over to the shop, uh, whether it's Lane Kiffin or, or DJ Durkin or, or Jeff Levy. What's the, what, what seems to be the favorite for, uh, for the staff? Uh, well, actually, Wilson loves coming in a lot. Um, oh, you know he's got to eat. Yeah, <laughs> we, actually did a, uh, we actually did a dinner for, I think it was before the season started, it was over at his house, we did a – a dinner for the uh for the i think it was, it was like the captains and the coaches or something like that mm-hmm. uh, we went over there and we uh we uh catered there catered that event we did a big old batch of chicken spaghetti and smoked some ribs and did a loaded baked potato and uh but yeah um coach love comes in a lot um coach malloy actually uh, comes in probably at least two or three times a week. Same thing with Coach Mott. Coach Mott is yeah. a big griller too. They, they, both of them come in at least two to three times a week. At, uh, almost might need to, you know, put them on the uh, the payroll. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, those they, two but, might grill more than you. Uh, yeah, actually, they do. I mean, you know, um, coach, uh, and uh, what's funny about uh, what I've noticed over the years with coaches is they love asking questions they love asking questions i mean like i had one time coach b come in and uh you know he was he was like hey i'm doing a pot roast for christmas like how would you do it like how would how would you cook this pot roast and i'm like well i mean you know it's a pot roast so there's really not much cooking going on you know (laughs) you just kind of throw it in the pot the crock pot you know you, you know season it up really nice and go from there but um but if you want me want me to tell you how i would do it you know i would just you know grip put in a pan sear it on each side and then um you know just get a good crust on it and then put it in the crock pot stick of butter some dr pepper some pepperoni juice and some pepperoni peppers and you know put it on low and you know and eat it in about eight hours um so but yeah we uh we have a lot of uh coaches that come in and uh kevin uh, uh the running backs coach kevin smith came in and uh man i tell you what i would not want to have tackled that guy Woo, man oh. he's uh yeah uh <laughs> And that's what uh, my mom was like, who was that? And, you know, she's always like, who is that? And I was like, that's uh, our running backs coach, mom. He played in the NFL for like three or four years. She goes, wow. She goes, he, I, I, I bet, I bet he was good. I was like, well, mom, you know, not a lot of people play in the NFL, much less <laughs> one year for, but for three or four years at running back, that's, you know, a pretty solid tenure. So, um, but yeah, uh, we've had a, a, a bunch of coaches come in, but yeah, uh, coach Malloy and coach Mike, they come in and they definitely cook. We actually had a, uh, we sponsored a, a, we did the baseball ad and we couldn't do the baseball ad because they're not doing baseball. So uh, IMG worked it out that we did the uh, cooking with the coaches. So uh, I don't know if you saw that, but um, it was a cool little, cool little script that the guys put together. It was just basically kind of like Coach Mott versus Coach Malloy and, uh, you know, how you cook this and how you cook that. So, uh, it, it was it was a pretty cool, uh, cool little video. So, uh, but yeah, it's definitely good to you know have a relationship with the school. Um, you know, whenever you get a um, you know a text message from the softball or the baseball team saying that you know can you can you feed us on this day, it's just you know an extra perk of the business, and uh, it helps to have that connection with uh, with the with the school. Absolutely. So, last thing here, Greg, we we put it on the site this morning. Um, Ole Miss seems to be in contention mathematically for sure um but the way that they played offensively and the defense has shown 
slightly, you know, little by little, have shown some improvement last couple games. Um, we put it up there. Could, could Ole Miss finish this season five and five? I don't know if I'm there yet, but how do you see these last four games shaking out? Well, I mean, um, you know, I, I hate to bring up the Auburn thing again, but, you know, it's kind of um, coming in the film room the next Monday, kind of, you know, demoralizing as a player to know that you had a chance to win the game and, you know, uh, a, you know, a, a bad call like that, you know, uh, uh, doesn't go for you and, you know, gives you a bad taste in your mouth. But um, I think the guys are uh, I've moved on from that, you know, the Vanderbilt game. Uh, the offense looked great, uh, but again, that's a Vanderbilt team that's really, really bad. But um, I think the week off is going to help us out a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, you know, if you if you turn around and you win that game against uh, Auburn, and you know, um, you know, this game against um, Texas A&M would, would be a pretty marquee, you know, big game. But you know, South Carolina's got a good club. Um, LSU, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, you don't know what you're going to get with LSU. And then of course state, you know, I, I've already chalked that up as a win. I think, uh, um, you know, it's a, I mean, not, not trying to say anything bad about, you know, the startable program, but, um, you know, it just is what it is. Um, you know, uh, Matt, uh Leach is going to do, do it his way. And, uh, you know, obviously he's done the complete opposite, of uh of kiffin and you know accepting what he you know walked in on and you know instead of changing it right out the get you know so um you know it, everybody coaches differently but you know I, I think that the the state thing is a disaster so definitely gonna chalk that up as a win you know south carolina is a coin flip man it just depends on how that tech that texas a&m game goes mm-hmm. um if you uh if you if you beat texas a&m and get get carry some momentum into uh, into the South Carolina game, you know, you can easily go three and one, if not win all four games. So it is what it is. And I feel like the team gets better every time they get on the field. And that's just, that's just what's refreshing about the whole deal. I mean, you know, when not trying to bring up the Luke situation again, but you know, it just seemed like every time we played, we were getting, not getting better, not, you know, it was just, you know, uh, just it, something had to be done. So, um, it's just refreshing because, you know, these kids are, uh, are getting better every time, you know, they get on the field. But again, you know, it's an all SEC schedule and it's tough because, you know, you've got some freshmen out there that, um, uh, are very exposed just because they've got to get the playing time for these kids. So, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, it, I think it'll be, if you, if you go two and two, I think that'll be kind of like a moral victory, but you know, again, we're not trying to get the moral victory going on. We're just we're going to try to win as much as we can. If you can go three and one in this last, you know, four games, I think that you know gives you a bunch of momentum heading into this recruiting class. And you know, um, the the market, the Ole Miss in general has done really well with uh, you know with the whole video process of showing the campus and that sort of thing and the season and. Uh, you know, if I was a kid out there that, you know, had an opportunity to either go to Alabama or Auburn or Ole Miss, and, I mean, you know, I think you're going to get a median playing time at Ole Miss just because of, of the situation. You know, Lane Kiffin's not going to judge you if you're a freshman or, a, you know, a five-year senior. You know, uh, he's going to put the best players out there on the field. So, um, you know, if I'm, a, uh, if I'm a young athlete, you know, I would definitely look at Ole Miss, you know, every single time. So, um, it's just that I think that's uh, what what you're kind of shooting for. You know, of course, it might be a disaster, and you know, the only game you win is against State, and you know, you go one and one and three, and um, you know, you're scratching your head. You're like, well, was this the right hire? I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see, you know, maybe two and two, if not three and one. But these guys are going to compete. You know, they you can tell. That you know they're not the best, but they're going to compete and at least play their play their tails off for you. Yeah, I think right now the obvious outlier, or not really an outlier, the obvious one that is, you know, uh, it's technically a toss up because it's a, a game. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. A and M's the one that I think is the most obvious answer for which one they'll lose. A and M's playing really well, even though I'm not too impressed with Kellamond and and. And Jimbo, they they win so ugly, it seems, week in and week out. Um, 
that's the one you can probably count as a loss right now. Um, after that, though, I mean, the LSU game looks like a toss-up as bad as they got whipped by Auburn, and they've got quarterback, you know, situation. the situation at quarterback there. You know, Miles Brennan's injured. T.J. Finley, you know, played well in one game and then looked like a complete, you know, 100% true freshman in the other. Uh, and then, you know, Mississippi State, they're just a complete disaster down there. It's a mess. I mean, you've got players opting out, players transferring. Mike Leach has openly said he's doing a purge. So who knows? And then South Carolina, like you said, it's how, how do they play against A&M this week? How did they come off of if they lose that one? How did they come off of that going in to uh, a game against this Ole Miss team that has an offense that is arguably one of the best in the country? So um, now you know Will Muschamp's going to bring a, a really good defense, and all season long they've been up in the top 10, top 15 on third down. So that's a game where Matt Corral and, and that offense are going to have to impress. But, yeah, I mean, even if you go 2-2, two and two, like you said, that's a huge win in a year that has, you know, a COVID-abbreviated season, no spring practice, not a real fall camp, and, you know, dealing with COVID testing week in, week out. I mean, this is – if you go 2-2 two and two here to end the season, regardless of who the two wins are against, I think it's it's a huge step forward heading into 2021. And like you said, for recruiting – I think it's very evident, and I've talked to recruits that have that have echoed this sentiment. Is hey, I know that I can go there, especially on defense. I know I can go there and play right away, or at least have a shot. So that's huge for for Kiffin and the staff. So um, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think two and two is gettable, and then hell, three and one if this offense continues to to churn along like it is. But um, it's going to be fun either way, and 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 we'll be here. Yeah, to, I mean, to you, recap. You, you like your- like you were saying, Texas A&M and South Carolina play this weekend. So, I mean, you know, <clears throat> anything can happen in that game. So, I mean, Absolutely. you know, um, you, you, I really think that the open week has really come at the right time for, for the Rebs and, um, you know, that time to get healthy and get right and, uh, you know, work on some things that, you know, that they – that I mean, I know that, you know, uh, Kiffin's the type of coach that literally – it drives him crazy whenever he watches the replay of the game and he's like, why is he doing this? You know? And it's just, it's certain things like that, that he's going to get worked out. And I just, you know, uh, like you were saying, you know, these kids know that they can come in and own and play immediately. And if you can, um, you know, get sec, t- uh, talent, you know, at, at an age like that, because, you know, Kiffin's going to develop these these players that he's going to get. I mean, you're going to see a lot of, you know, uh, NFL draftees, you know, in the next three to four years uh, from Ole Miss just strictly because um, he has the program. You know, he knows what it ne- what what you need to do, you know. So, um, you know, it's just uh, – it's all about getting these kids to buy in on the program, and I think they really are buying in on it. And uh, I think, you know, there's uh, real bright times ahead. I just – you know, like you were saying, this whole SEC schedule is tough. I mean, you know, to even to go five and five in your first year, whenever you're not even working with your, you know, the your players that you that you recruited, is I think that's gonna that's a that's a good moral victory. But you know, again, he's not here for the moral victory, and he wants to win right now. Which, you know, that's the attitude that you know uh, every fan likes. Uh, I, I, you know, like I said, it's a breath of fresh air for everybody in the town, and. Uh, just uh, can't wait for next year and just, you know, move forward with this COVID deal or whatever's going on, you know, because, you know, we got uh, we got to get these fans back in this stadium because, I mean, you know, I think every fan is, you know, pretty excited about uh, the, the situation. And plus, you know, you got basketball coming up. You know, I've heard some mm-hmm. really, really good things uh, about the basketball team this year and, uh, you know, getting the um, – who just got immediate eligible? Uh, Robert Allen. Yeah, the Sanford kid, and you know that that guy can play. So, and you know they got the the transfer from Arizona State. You know that kid's a monster. You know mm-hmm. so, and I think that's what you know the Ole Miss basketball team was kind of missing last year, kind of like an enforcer. You know somebody yeah. that was very dominant. You know down low. You know size size. You know a big guy, but he's really not the you know physical type. So. I think you're going to see, you know, and you know, Jerko Joiner is a absolute player. Uh, I, mm-hmm. That's that's all I've heard, you know. And I, uh, I'm going to try to sneak in a practice and check it out. But um, you know, just there's there's a lot of good times ahead, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's good that the football program's on the right track. And you know, again, you know, with Coach Davis getting this uh, basketball team primed, I think we're going to be 
I think we're going to be a top, you know, 15, if not a top 10 basketball team. So, and then you turn around and you got the baseball team and, you know, I've, I've heard really, really good things on the baseball team also. So, you know, um, there's some exciting times coming in Oxford, you know, just everybody's just got to be patient with the whole deal. You know, uh, we're, we're going to get everybody we want. And when we get them, you know, we're going to, we're going to turn them into something that everybody wants to, you know, come to Oxford and, and watch and see and be a part of. So, you know, just got to be patient and, be, and think positive about everything and everything's going to be all right. Absolutely. Good times ahead in athletics and good times ahead if you're uh, you're looking to grill some meat. So go see Greg and the folks at LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue, across from Kroger in Oxford. If you're going to a game, well, I, I know it's not a full stadium, but if you're making your way in there for the 25% capacity or whatever it is, stop by the shop, get you some meat. And, uh, it, you know, if you're not in town for a game, if you live in Oxford or if you're close, if you live in Memphis, drive on up and get you some and go see Greg and uh, – Fill up your sack with anything and everything you need. So, Greg, again, can't thank you enough for the time. I know you're a super busy man, but uh, we'll do this again, and uh, we'll, we'll talk some basketball later on this year, and then, hell, we'll, we'll, we'll talk some baseball. I know that you're you're itching to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I was saying, just, uh, you know, everything's gonna going in the right direction, and, you know, all we need is time, and uh, we'll, we'll be getting everything go. But always mention um, that you heard – about uh, Red Cup uh, LBs on about Red Cup Rebellion. Always give everybody a freebie or you know uh, some fillet burgers or a pack of sausage. So always mention that you know you heard heard about us on the podcast because I always take care of those customers on that. Yeah, absolutely. Tell them you heard about it from us here on Podcast Rebellion, Red Cup Rebellion, anything, and uh, Greg and the folks will take care of you. So. But that's going to do it for Podcast Rebellion. Uh, thanks to Greg for uh, for sponsoring the show and making this possible. And thanks to him for joining us and, and talking some football, talking some meat. And then also uh, we'll be back uh, with you later this week with our Legal Gambling Council episode. We'll give you our picks. And uh, we'll, we'll head into this bye week with, uh, with some opportunity to make some money. So, Greg, appreciate it. Have a good rest of your Wednesday, good rest of the week, and uh, enjoy uh, – sitting back on your couch and not having to stress about Ole Miss football this weekend. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it's always a relief when that goes, when that, uh, that goes on, but we always, uh, watch, we always watch the Rebels when they're on TV just because, I mean, we love, we love them. So it is what it is, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll take a break from them this weekend. Absolutely. Well, for Greg, I'm Zach. Thank y'all for listening to podcast rebellion. Stay safe out there. We out. We out.